Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Bama Beat Pig'em Podcast. Sorry, we've been been, been gone for a couple weeks. Um, just different things have happened. We have been keeping up with our picks, though. Um, but real quick, before we get to the picks, I want to tell you that our podcast is brought to you, as always, by Wicked uh, by Wickles Pickles. Um, wickedly delicious pickles, relishes, okra, and much more. I recently, as an aside, I'm not a big okra guy. I like fried okra, but I recently tried the pickled okra, and I'd always just never stayed away from it because I just didn't think I'd like it. Folks, I'm here to tell you it's really damn good. Um, but Wickles are proud to be an Alabama owned and made using a family recipe 90 years in the making. From Saturday sandwiches to Christmas dinner, their secret recipe used to be reserved for family and friends who were lucky enough to get a jar. But since 1998, they've been bringing these sweet heat and bold and tangy recipes into your home. Learn more about them at wickelspickles.com and find them in your local store in the pickle aisle. Let's get wicked. We're joined, as always, by Clint Lamb and Cecil Hurt. We might have a fourth guest today. Um, I'm recording from home, and Kat Murphy has decided to be really vocal since I got home. I went into the office for a little while, and she is really meowing. I just gave her some treats that seems to have appeased her. So but if you hear some meowing, that's Kat Murphy. My Clint, guess is – yeah, my, my guess is is that Cat uh, Murphy could probably pick games better than I can. So I might be asking where, where for some opinions. What, what's our yeah, so – um, I'm, I'm coming in right there in last place. I'm 17, 22 and one. That's terrible. Um, right. if you're fading my picks, you're doing pretty well. Otherwise, you know, I can't really help you. Hunter, you're one game ahead of me. You're 18, 21 and one. And you're saying course, a lot after how well I got, I got off to a start and then I've just been terrible since. Yeah. And then, uh, of course is, you know, he's not doing his typical Cecil stuff, but he's still in the positives. He's 20, 19, and 1. So he's over that 500 mark. Uh, Hunter, we got our work cut out for us, that's for sure. Uh, but Let's we do say, have 10. Let's do it this week then. Yeah, we got 10 games coming up, uh, and I'm going to be reading those off, and we're going to kind of work through this pretty quickly. I know everybody's busy. Appreciate y'all hopping on. But uh, we'll kind of dive in. So first, Florida State on the road taking on Louisville. Louisville is a five-point home favorite. Hunter, what you got? I think you'll see kind of a letdown for Florida State this week, um, and I'm going to take Louisville at home. Cecil? Yeah, um, Florida State looked a little better, a little more representative against North Carolina last week. Top, top to five North and, Carolina, Cecil. Top five yeah, North top Carolina. five. <laughs> Mac, Mac Brown, the um, consistent – his consistent coach. If Colt gotten, hadn't gotten hurt, North Carolina yeah. would have won that game. I literally but, got home and saw that they were the number five team in the country. I was like, North Carolina was number five? Seriously? Yeah, but I I, I don't know. Louisville played a, a, an ACC such slop. It, it's just slop. There's really no other way to put it. Um, so in – in picking the slop, I'll pick Louisville. Yeah, that's that's about the best I can say for them. Yeah, this is tough. Um, it's been so hard to trust <coughs> one of these teams uh, with with Louisville's defense and the way that they played. 
Florida State finally starts to look a little bit better, but five points. Um, I think I'm going to go ahead and go Louisville, too. I don't like either one of these teams, to be honest, and so we'll kind of see how it works out. It's a complete guessing game. But we'll move on. So far, so good. We're all picking the same. Uh, but next game on the list, Virginia is on the road, taking on Miami. The Hurricanes are an 11.5-point home favorite. Cecil, who you got? Um, I'll take Miami. They, they they seem like less slop than some of the others. Hunter, who you got? Uh, I'm going Miami as well. I mean, I'm not just doing that because Cecil picked Miami. Um, I, I really I already had Miami circled here, so. Yeah, and and I'm sticking with Miami too. You know, Virginia, they just haven't been a very good football team. One and three to start the year. Don't really trust them. Miami has at least proved to be. Uh, you know, pretty darn good when when they're taking on these lesser opponents. So I'm going to go ahead and say Miami as well. So it's going to do it for two. Next game on the list, same Fighting Irish or a ten and a half point road favorite going on the road to take on Pitt. Uh, I'll kind of go ahead and, and just kind of rotate through. I'll start this one. I'm going to take the, the the ten and a half points. So I'm going to go Pitt, Notre Dame. You know, watching them take on Florida State, different points uh, in the season. They've they've kind of struggled. They are, of course, undefeated, and I think they're sitting at number three in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but still, I, w- I think we'll go Pitt and and take the ten and a half points. See, so who you got? Pitt's been one of the really inconsistent teams on the board. If their quarterback is healthy, they have a chance here. Um, he's been in and out, um, but I'm going to take Notre Dame here. Yeah, I, I agree. Pitt losing their last three straight. Um, yeah, I'm going to Notre Dame as well. We're actually doing pretty well working through these. Um, <laughs> Penn State uh, opening game for the Big Ten. Uh, finally going to have a, a few more football teams playing every weekend from here on out. And it starts with uh, Penn State is a six-and-a-half-point road favorite over Indiana. Hunter, who do you got? I'm going with Penn State. Um, and, you know, this kind of gets back to how we were at the beginning of the year. You don't know how any of these teams are going to be. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of a guessing game. Uh, I know absolutely nothing about Indiana football this year. So I'm just going to go ahead and go with what I know, and I'm going to go Penn State. And I like that it's at six and a half and not seven. Um, yeah, I, I, this line I would have thought would have been much higher. Uh, Agreed. Even in, even in Bloomington where – I guess they all have no fans, right? The Big Big Ten's not having fans at all. I believe you're right. So, so the home, the home. I would have thought. I, I don't know what they're trying to, what message they're trying to send here um, from Las Vegas. Uh, this one, you know, you, you almost look at it and just automatically say Penn State, which worries me a little bit. Um, you know, you could get Indiana as a home dog plus 6.5 um and it's that that worked pretty well early in the sec season and man uh, the opposite of hunter you know you really wish that it was was seven seven and a half but i'll take indiana another thing another thing that i just looked up uh penn state schedule they go they go home to play ohio state next week which is making me kind yeah. of think, are they going to be looking ahead to that game? Well, yeah, it's your first game, though. I, I, think back to Alabama up, and Missouri. Uh, your your best defensive pl- 
Go ahead, Clint. Uh, yeah, Penn State's best defensive player, Micah Parsons, he's, of course, opted out. Journey Brown, their star running back, one of the best running backs in the Big Ten. He might end up missing this season due to some medical condition that he's dealing with. So you're talking about arguably your best player offensively, your best player defensively, both out. Plus, you're looking ahead to, to Ohio State. With all that being said, I'm still going to take Penn State, but I totally understand uh, well, maybe not to this degree, you know, less than a touchdown, but uh, or so understand why this line is not a little bit bigger. I'm going to go Penn State here. Also, last yeah. year, um, that, this was a, a touchdown game last year um, in State College. It was a uh, Penn State won 34-27. All signs actually seem to be pointing towards Indiana. I know. I, I hate that I made my pick first before I did any of this research. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I kind of – I get that. Uh, I, there's just something – typically, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, my gut's telling me Penn State. My gut's been garbage all uh, season. So if I was, you know, somebody out there listening that wanted to put some money down on this game, I'm probably listening to Cecil. Uh, next game on the list, Michigan minus three at Minnesota. <laughs> Cecil, who do you got? Um, again, road favorite. Surely, surely Harbaugh's got to start winning some games somewhere under some circumstances. But, um, again, who knows about Minnesota and, and how, how they're going to play. Obviously, they had a big year last year. Um, I hate to do it. I, I'm, uh, I really feel like, other than Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State, um, and maybe Georgia, your, your brand name hadn't been of much value in 2020. So you automatically would look at that and say, oh, Michigan, Michigan. Um, Minnesota's the home dog. I'm going to take Minnesota plus the three. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Minnesota too. Uh, you know, Michigan replacing a ton of, uh, from last year, they're starting quarterback, two of the best receivers. Uh, they lost a couple offensive line. The linebackers was completely depleted. Uh, Minnesota did lose Rashad Bateman, one of the best receivers in college football. He decided to opt out. Don't know how that'll be because they also lost Tyler Johnson uh, to the NFL draft. So Tanner Morgan, the star quarterback from Minnesota, he's not going to have his top two options from last season. But I still trust Minnesota more right now than I do Michigan because there's just so many unknowns with Michigan. So I'm going to take Minnesota and the points being at home. Hunter, who you got? I'm doing the same, man. I, uh, I actually, this was the one that I did not like. When I did my picks, I did not pick one. Um, I had just had trouble with it, and but I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Minnesota. That's good. All right, moving on. Next game on the list, we have Nebraska going on the road to take on Ohio State for the Buckeyes' first game of the season. The Buckeyes are 26 point home favorites. Uh, I'll go ahead and pick this one. I'm up next, and I'm going to give up the 26 points. The fact that, uh, you know, there won't be fans in the stands, that certainly, you know, hurts a little bit. But I think this Ohio State team that's already kind of playing, trying to play catch up compared to a lot of these other top teams, uh, as far as the committee's eyes uh, for the college football playoff, they're going to be looking to make it often, return a bunch of starters, lose some key guys, of course, with Chase Young and, and some other guys. But I still like the Buckeyes in this one to win big. Hunter, who do you got? 
you know, last year, Ohio State really took, really beat them 48-7, beat the crap out of them. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go Ohio State too, and that's against what I initially thought I was going to do here. See, so you keeping it consistent? Yeah. or You go in Nebraska? No, um, I'm, I want the 26 points. Uh, I'm going Nebraska. I, I think Ohio State will win easily. I, I don't know what number they'll they'll put up. <clears throat> 26 is a lot of points. It is. And I'll it take is. them. I'll yeah, take typically them. these. Um, you know, they could certainly lose 42 to seven again. Um, but Ohio State is going to try and run scores up. I think to the extent that they can. There's in the I think in at the administrative levels in the Big Ten there was a lot of um, disagreement with Nebraska about the way they handled the cancellation and then the non-cancellation of the season. Uh, but 26 points are 26 points in a good stadium with no fans and and you know again it, it's a little bit like Alabama and Missouri. Uh, Ohio State could get to the 26 and not hold the 26. And, you know, at some point, at some point in our lives, um, and it's funny, I thought about this this weekend because the other game that we'll get to, but um, when I was um, you guys' age, Nebraska and Tennessee, were, they were great. You know, they were really good programs and they, they're gone you know they're they, they have to accomplish a little something though but like tennessee occasionally does uh, against alabama lane did it once and butch did it once i think i think that they can stay within 26 points if it, it, it worries me ohio state could, ohio state can end up winning by 28 easily but well nebraska uh, at some point, Scott Frost has got to start doing something there at Nebraska. It's it's time. Why? Um, why? Right, Jim, Harbaugh gonna... not, Jim Harbaugh doesn't have to. Why does Scott Frost? <laughs> well, he, he, that's actually a fair point. Um, maybe the Big Ten is just going to become a conference known for outside of Ohio State, just a bunch of disappointing coaches. Uh, I like James Franklin, too. I think he's pretty good there at Penn State. But, all right, we're going to get into SEC play. Uh, Kentucky going on the road to Missouri. The Wildcats are a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. Uh, Cecil, who you going with on this one? I'm glad to get into some SEC games. Uh, I'm taking the points with Kentucky. Uh, they're playing pretty good. You know, they played really well at, at uh, Tennessee. They would be that, that dark horse team that people would – been looking for it. They hadn't missed an extra point um, against Ole Miss, and in overtime. Um, so, uh, who knows about Missouri with their with their roster situation? Might be their their front, their quarterback has looked. Meslags looked pretty good, but um, give me Kentucky plus five and a half. Right, Kentucky's at minus five and a half though, right? Yeah, oh, Kentucky. Yeah, that's right. That's right. My bad. Well, I was trying to You're get sticking five and a half, it. Hunter. Come on. <laughs> you can give me five and a half. Um, yeah, since I went through all that, I'll stick with them. <laughs> this, this is actually really tough for me because Kentucky's defense has played fantastic the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, I pointed out yesterday on Twitter, 
they could have literally left their offense on the bus the last two weeks and still outscored their opponents 21 to seven. Three pick sixes have only given up the one touchdown um, to to Tennessee. And if their offense would have been on the bus, they wouldn't have given up that safety to give Mississippi State two the week prior. So playing great defense, I like what Missouri has been able to do. Um, I think they're headed in the right direction. It's surprising because really the only team that's kind of playing out towards the bottom of the SEC like I thought they would is Vanderbilt. Missouri and Arkansas. Arkansas, of course, a lot more so, but um, you know, Missouri to some degree as well. They're in a much better place than I thought they would be this early in Eli Drinkwich's and and Sam Pittman's tenure uh, there. So, you know, I, there's a part of me that wants to take Missouri being at home, but, you know, with the way Kentucky's offensive line, they have a roster with the way they're playing defensively, with the way that they have a veteran offensive line that can control clock and and set tempo for the game. I think they have the right roster makeup to go on the road, win by at least five and a half points against Missouri. So I'm going to go Kentucky here too. Hunter, who you got? I am going with Missouri. I got to make up some ground somehow on Cecil, so I got to go against them at some point. Um, and I could see, again, Kentucky having possibly a letdown after, I mean, just going and drubbing Tennessee last weekend. Um, and I don't like how you don't really know about Missouri's roster situation, but I'll, I'll still take the, I'll take the home dog. South Carolina going on the road to take on LSU. LSU is a seven-point home favorite. Hunter, who do you like in this one? I'm going LSU. Um that line's really. I mean, I had a tough time with this one too. Um, I still don't. I, I don't still don't think South Carolina's good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with LSU. I think South Carolina is pretty balanced. Uh, I've been surprised. You know, Colin Hill wasn't great against Auburn, but he didn't really have to be when you got Bo Nix throwing three interceptions and the defense <laughs> setting them up pretty nicely. And Kevin Harris, the running back, I think has been, you know, very underrated. He's not getting the attention he deserves in the SEC. And, you know, with, with LSU, with Miles Brennan not playing, that team was already a mess. And now you're looking at two potential true freshmen battling it out this week and TJ Finley and Max Johnson there's just too much uncertainty that LSU's played too poorly on defense. I don't think they're going to be able to put up the offensive numbers without Miles Brennan. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and take the seven points in this situation just because of the uncertainty. So Cecil, who are you going with? Um, I'm going to go with LSU. I think they probably, and, and again, nobody's, nobody's wanting the, uh, coronavirus to do anything for them but uh, I think had they gone to Florida as scheduled last week and gotten drubbed I think they'd have really um, had some issues in Baton Rouge Um, may still have some issues that's what we don't know Uh, but at some point I mean they're playing at home If, if if before the season started you'd looked at this line You'd have been all over LSU. I mean, you'd have, you'd have bet the house, the cat, everything on LSU. Um, so I'll I'll spot the seven. I'll take LSU. Alrighty. Next games up on the list. Last two, the two in-state teams. Uh, Auburn is going on the road to Ole Miss in Oxford. Auburn is giving up three points, so it's Auburn minus three. I think I'm going to go Ole Miss. I trust. Ole Miss's offense, granted, they six interceptions, seven, turn- seven total turnovers last week uh, against Arkansas. 
looked terrible, but I think that that could have been just an emotional letdown game after the the emotional loss to, to Alabama the week before. I think Matt Corral gets things back going. I still like Ole Miss's offense. Auburn, I just right now it seems like they're very dysfunctional. You got Bo Nix and Seth Williams getting into some heated altercations on the sidelines. Chad Morris having to step in. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a whole lot's going right on the planes right now. And really, they should be one and three after that game against Arkansas. And so I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be a bounce back home win for Ole Miss. And and so I'm going to you know take the three points and take the dog. So Cecil, who are you going with here? Um. Every time in Gus Malzahn's career that people say, this is it, this is it, they're falling apart, this is the one that they're, you know, they, they go and crank out a win. They'll hand the ball to, to Tank Bigsby a lot. Um, I think they'll give Bo Nix some fairly simple things to do, and I'm just, but I'm not convinced. Ole Miss can can stop. It will be a, it will be interesting <laughs> to see how Auburn's defense plays. I think they've got some person. I think they've gone down a level personnel wise. But yeah, every time people in Tuscaloosa, every time Alabama says this is it, they're gonna lose to Ole Miss. They're falling off the cliff. Uh, they win that game. So I'm taking Auburn. Hunter, who you got? I'm doing it to myself again. I'm taking Ole Miss, man. I'm, 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 you know, last year, we did this last year, and, I, and Cecil, I knew, I knew Cecil was taking Auburn in this game. There wasn't a doubt in my mind. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it. Ole Miss, I'm, I'm all in. Hotty toddy, go Lane Train. I wore my, I actually wore my Lane uh, Kiffin T-shirt uh, on Sunday in, in honor of this week. I do think that Cecil's got a great point. Oh, it's a great point. I completely yeah. agree with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's a great point. It, it, I mean, it, you know, for the game plan for Auburn, get back to the basics with Bo Nix. You know, finally ride your workhorse running back that you're starting to develop in Tank Bigsby. LSU, or excuse me, uh, Ole Miss's uh, defense can't stop anybody. You should be able to have plenty of success there. My issue is, is you know, and it's all going to come down to can that Ole Miss offense bounce back? Really tough to stop. This could be. Another pretty high-scoring game that'll make Bo Nix look a lot better. That Auburn offense look a lot better, but it, you know, uh, I still think that these types of games favor Ole Miss if they can get into shootouts. And if that's how this ends up working out, like I think that it can, then I like Ole Miss's chance. I do really like that point from Cecil. All right, final game on the list: Alabama going on the road to Knoxville to take on the Vols. Alabama has given up 21 points, three touchdowns on the road uh, against Tennessee. So I don't even remember who I'm on. I don't remember who's supposed to I'll go, go first. first. When you guys want to go for oh, it. Yeah. I'm taking Alabama. Um, now, yeah, Cecil mentioned, you know, how Lane's done it to Alabama, but Jones has done it to Alabama. I mean, I just, Garantano is just not good. I just, I don't see him doing it to Alabama. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to take Alabama. Yeah, I think, I think this is right. I think the average, um, Alabama, Tennessee score in Knoxville since Saban arrived is forty-two to fourteen. Yeah. Um, but with that said, again, <clears throat> the schedule's a little different this year, and, and Alabama played Georgia before Tennessee. Can they get up emotionally twice? I wish I even had twenty-one and a half here. Um, 
But even at 21, man, I'd, I'd, I'd like to have another half a point. But I'll take Tennessee minus 21. Yeah, this this one was really J- Jeremy's to only Jeremy's Jeremy's best chance is to slow it down and and try and not get blown out. Alabama's offense may be too good. You know, they they may put fifty on the board and just say, "Hey, there's fifty, and you shoot at it." But um, I'll take the twenty-one points. And and for me, I'm going to give up the twenty-one points, and the reason being is I just a lot of people are going to look at well. You know, Georgia blew out Tennessee and Alabama blew out Georgia, so Alabama should definitely blow out Tennessee. That's not how it, that's not how it always works. Um, there's emotional factors and and other things involved that we can't always take into account. But the I, I liked Alabama's game plan. Uh, you know, they they granted they didn't have success in the first half doing it, trying to stop the run for Georgia, put the game on on Stetson Bennett's shoulders, force him to beat you. Uh, in the second half, that started to work a little bit better. I think the situation uh, for Alabama going against Tennessee, I think if you're, you know, with what you've seen from Jarrett Garantano, you try to stop the run, force the, the game onto his shoulders, and, and see what happens from there. With their offense, uh, Tennessee's defense is pretty good. Very underrated unit. Um, and they haven't really been, you know, when, when your uh, offense is handing Kentucky 14 points off of pick sixes, and throw in a couple other interceptions, putting you in bad positions. It makes you look worse as far as the points you put up, but they're actually not a bad unit whatsoever, in my opinion. Um, but Alabama just, you know, with what we saw against Georgia, it, there's really no such thing, in my opinion, uh, as far as, you know, consistently slowing down Alabama's uh, passing game, run game, offense in general, it doesn't matter. Uh, so I'm going to give up the 21 points. I think Alabama has a lot, continues to have a lot more success against this style of offense. Tennessee's offensive line is obviously really good. Should you know have some success running the football, but uh, ultimately I think that to pull away and Alabama's defense is able to get enough stops to to create the separation. So I'm going to give up the 21 points. Um, I, I, like you said, I would love to be able to to you know get it at 20 and a half and not 21, but you know you take your victories where you can. So. That's going to do it for another Pick'em podcast. This has been fun. Finally, we're able to get on here a couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, we got to start writing the ship. And it's been a struggle so far, especially for me. I can't say anything to anybody. Unless Hunter gets back on a heater like he did in week one, uh, just take Cecil's picks, and then we'll see how we do in comparison. So, all right, guys, well, I appreciate you guys. All right. Talk soon. All right. Enjoy it. Absolutely. This has been another episode of the Bama Beat Podcast brought to you by Wickles Pickles. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.